Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And as you know from watching the race closely, I am the only candidate running against Donald Trump. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis seem to be running against each other for second place. Um, good for them. Uh, but, you know, when Nikki Haley stands on the stage on Wednesday night and says Donald Trump was the right president for the right time, when Ron DeSantis continues to defend Donald Trump, um, you cannot beat someone unless you run against them. And the only path to the Republican nomination for president is not around Donald Trump or next to Donald Trump. It is through Donald Trump. And the fact is, I'm the only person who's willing to do that. I'm the only person with the guts and the experience to be able to do it. And you and I both know why Donald Trump's not on that debate stage. It's because I am. You can say that all you want, Chris Christie, but that's not it. It ain't you and it's not fear of you. That is that is a projection of pseudo strength. And in the last debate, you said one thing about Donald Trump. He didn't come up. He wasn't on your mind. He wasn't on anybody's mind. I said so. I said that's super weird. That is a very weird thing to do. To not go after Trump, to not talk about him, to not mention him. To that extent, they didn't talk much about Biden either, if at all. Why not? Why didn't they talk about the guys that they're supposed to be running against? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. But he brought up Nikki Haley, and I want to bring up Nikki Haley, because Nikki Haley has been doing herself a lot of favors in these debates. And just like that, to quote the usual suspects, gone. Gone. She blew it up in a matter of seconds with what is an absolutely insane statement. Now, I'm not discussing the idea that I disagree with her. I am saying that it is insane. As an idea, as a thought process, you went on national television to make this statement? You're out of your mind. And why it is that Harris Faulkner of Fox didn't call her out on it, again, beyond me. This was Nikki Haley talking about social media. Day one. Day one. How she's going to... How she's going to deal with social media. Are, are, are you ready? Here you go. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, 
all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Let's break this down into its two component parts. The first part. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. You might find people who agree with this idea. This is, of course, the conversation regarding TikTok. How do they decide what it is they put forward? What is it that our kids are seeing? Now, if you're going to make somebody share an algorithm, you're asking somebody to share their secret sauce, they might have a reason to say, yeah, we don't do that. And I would still share with you that it is the job of parents to gauge these things, to measure these things, to find out what these things are and what's going on in their kids' lives. I do it to the best of my ability. Am I perfect at it? Gosh, no. Are my parents perfect at it? <laughs> That's hilarious. We didn't have social media. We had other things. The answer is no. No one is perfect about it. That's the algorithm story where somewhere we could have a conversation. But that's not the part. It's this. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. That's disqualifying. I would argue, uh, as I often use the expression, certifiably insane. That is so dictatorial, twisted, and sick. There's no way she walked off that stage and didn't go, well, that was fun. All this headway, all this momentum, I'm not allowed to be anonymous online. I'm not allowed to use a pseudonym or a nom de plume, if one could not use pseudonyms or engage in things anonymously, how in the world do we get the Federalist Papers? How? How do you think this plays with the American people or the Constitution. Of course you could be anonymous. We could argue that on a, on a, uh, on a different level that it's cowardly. Oh, that's a personal level. On a constitutional level, you need to know who everybody is who's making whatever statement. Are you going to make the list? And who will be on the list? And who will keep the list? Are you bat crap crazy lady?
I have talked about surging poll numbers. I have talked about presentation in debates. I have talked about when you have hit it well. This isn't a miss. This is a direct hit with the baseball bat to one's own face. Disqualifying. It is it is irrational to think that a presidential candidate thought that this was going to work. Thought that this was could be could be stated. Crazy. Ridiculous. Now, I think she was on uh, CNBC this morning, and uh, she was trying to explain herself. I actually haven't heard this yet. You guys mind? You guys mind? Here, let's, let's hear her on CNBC this morning. We need our social media companies to verify everybody so that we can get all of those. Well, you're not really out. saying that people can't tweet. Anonymous. I mean, that, that, but, but that's bad enough because that, you, you see what it's doing to, to our kids and bullying and everything else. Do I think life would be more civil if we were able to right. do that? Yes. It's the same reason why I think doxing, like, you know, you should stand by what you say. But no, like if you can have anonymous, I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech. Okay. What I don't right. like is anonymous Russians and China and Chinese how, and Iranians having free how, speech. Now, wait a second. That isn't what you said. This is what you said. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. That's not what you, so you see. That's not what she said in this part two here with CNBC. But let's go back over that. If you want to get rid of Russian, Iranian, and Chinese bots, what you start with is taking away all of those student visas and not allowing them into the country under that guise. Start by getting rid of that. Then start by ensuring that anybody who's a member of the CCP or 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 or. Uh, or uh, whatever Russian group you want to say, can't own land in the United States. And then you'll get rid of those people. Now, the actual companies should be proactive in getting rid of those bots. I don't actually think anybody would say no to that. I think we'd all be okay with that. We'd all be good with that. We'd be fine. But that's a conversation regarding the technology companies. And to the extent that you could get legislation to force the technology companies into ABC or XYD, XYZ, well, I guess that would depend on the legislation. But you started by saying, by saying uh, you, you can't have a pseudonym. You can't be quiet or, or you can't be anonymous now you're backing it you're trying to backtrack on it you're trying to that's very strange uh, john um uh, on twitter says that he agrees with nikki it's time for criminal derange uh, it's in this time of criminal derangement it's necessary to know who's talking and to me specifically 
Uh, John says, you are foolish. It's a great thing. No more bots, no more stupidity on social media. Leave her alone. Nah, I don't think I'm going to leave her alone. She wants to be president of the United States. She wants my vote. I don't have to leave anybody alone. I will comment on it any way I see fit. And if Nikki Haley can't handle it, tell her and her heels to go back to South Carolina. I live in a world where women are strong. And I live in a world where women are capable. And I live in a world that women don't expect when they run for president to be treated with a second set of rules. Because that's not going to happen, John. I won't do that. But if you think getting rid of anonymous people on Twitter will get rid of stupidity on social media, I don't think, with all due respect, you understand what's happening on social media. If there's one thing that can be certain, a certitude, Something that you know will happen just like the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Somebody on social media is going to be stupid. That's going to happen day in and day out. As sure as my father would say, as sure as God made little green apples, someone is going to be a yutz on social media. And no amount of anything is going to change that. And I know this because David Hogg is still on Twitter. It's not like I even had to reach. It was right there, people. That's clear as day. Uh, It was a terrible thing to say. And the walk back is not doing great work. Disqualifying statement, one could say. Because I do not know if I necessarily believe her. Now you say to me, well, wait, Nikki Haley has disqualifying statements and Trump doesn't? Oh, no, no, no. You could argue that everybody has disqualifying statements. Everyone will have to do for themselves what they do for themselves. Me, I think I need to start getting into it with you guys of where I'm going in this primary. I think it's time to start breaking that down and why. Now, I'm not asking anybody to agree with me. And I am not going to state in the vast majority of cases that disagreeing with me is the end of civilization. Although the people going for RFK Jr., they're ridiculous. Um, But decisions have to get made. Choices have to be made. And now that we are two months away from caucuses, It's time to make some decisions. I will start getting into that. I promise. This is Tony Katz today. Dow is up 134. NASDAQ is up just two. Look, everyone wants to take yesterday's news and be like, hot diggity, inflation's over. It's not. It's not over. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't mean to be rude. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I just think that, uh, honesty matters. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, inflation is not over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? 
No, he's, he's not wrong. Never, ever questioned Senator Blutarski. That inflation has slowed does not mean inflation has gone down. Does not mean that we are at the Fed's target rate of 2%. Not even close. And it doesn't mean that Biden's plan has worked. Oh, I've been seeing that everywhere. Look at what Biden's economy is doing. Are we not going to discuss the fact that the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates like it's their job and threatening to raise them even more? That he has been fighting Joe Biden every step of the way? That if the Democrats had the House, the amount of spending that would be going on right now is through the roof. A lack of spending. A lack of putting cash into the system. That could moderate some inflation. I'll cheer it. I will cheer it, by the way. Because I want the inflation to stop. Inflation is a tax. I don't want to be taxed. I don't want you to be taxed. I I, I want a, a better economy. I'm not convinced that we have it. I am not convinced that somehow uh, we are we are through it. Not by a long shot. And I don't think you should be either. Trump requesting a mistrial, asking the judge to grant a mistrial in the $250 million civil business fraud case brought by the bigoted Letitia James. When I say bigoted, you ran for office saying that you were going to go after somebody. Um, is it bigotry or is it hate? You know, I was discussing this yesterday and someone emailed me and they were they were kind of angry with me, but trying to be, I think, helpful. They, they didn't say it perfectly. But I was discussing the idea that there's nothing wrong with being bigoted. You should like one thing over another thing. People call that bigotry. It's okay to have likes. It's okay to value something over something else. And their point was, that's not bigotry. Bigotry is bigotry. You're wrong on that. You can call it discrimination, but don't call it bigotry. Well, maybe somebody else would have an issue with it being called discrimination. But conceptually... I think we're on the same page, that it's okay to say, I prefer this over that. I prefer one thing over another thing. There's, there, there's, there's zero wrong with that. Zero. So whether you uh, want to call a teacher James a bigot or not, I'll, I'll leave that, or engage in bigotry and going after Trump, I'll leave that up, up to you and, 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 and up to others. I don't think that there's going to be a mistrial granted, but I'm not there in the room. It's a 30-page filing in Manhattan Supreme Court claiming the conduct of the judge and the principal law clerk tainted the proceedings and that only the grant of a mistrial could salvage what is left of the rule of law. This comes when defense attorneys were not allowed to comment on his staff or other things regarding the trial. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of gag orders myself. Has Ben Shapiro put one on Candace Owens? And while I'm not a guy who pays any attention to the Daily Wire, there is a conversation when relationships end and sometimes partners, I'll call them partners, aren't what you thought. Or you hope they would be different and it turns out they are who they are. That's next. I'm Tony Katz. 
So I've been informed that my studio has been invaded. There is an actual invasion taking place at my studio. You guys know I, I, I do the vast majority of my work from home. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. But I was informed by, by producer Jason that somehow my studio today is part of like show and tell. There's a middle school class in my, in my studio right now as we speak, Jason. It's crazy, Tony. There, there's like, how many of you here? About 15 or 20? There we go, 20. What are they doing? They're staring at me, Tony. Well, I, I, can, I leave your mic open. People should hear the reaction. There we go. Um, well, they can't hear it when, when we're doing it, but that's okay. Go ahead. Ah, okay. So, so they're staring at Like, were they coming to get a tour of the, stu- of the station? Yeah, they're coming to get a tour. John Herrick brought them in. Who is the news director at 93.1 FM WIBC. Uh, you know, we're heard uh, on WMUN in Muncie. We're heard on WGCL in, in, in Bloomington. If I had, if I had known, I, w- I would have come in. How disappointing for these kids to come to the radio station and not be able to meet me. Oh, I know. I'm uh, sorry about that. You know, I, that is, I that is John Herrick, by the way. You also catch him as the voice of the, uh, uh, of IU, uh, football and, and, and basketball there during the halftime, the pregames and, and, and everything else. Are they just, do they want to see what a, a career is like where you don't make any money? Cause this is it. Uh, yeah. I guess that's, that's what they really are interested in, Tony. You hit the nail right on the head. But hey, you know, you, mom, you've done how, well, what are you talking about? How can I have a career where I work 10 times as hard as the people on TV and I make a 20th of the money? Well, radio is there for you. I don't know that your fractions are totally right on that, but. Oh, know. that is all due respect. That's science, John. Oh, science that is. is- that is science. Uh, well, well, look, uh, uh, glad uh, to, to the kids. Make sure the kids can hear me. Uh, glad you came. Uh, really glad that you're here. If you listen to my show every day, you're going to learn a tremendous amount. Uh, your teacher might get fired, but you're going to learn a tremendous amount. And, and I think that's what's important. So have fun. And then afterwards, make sure, uh, that, uh, everybody there at the, at, in the studio takes you downstairs and buys you ice cream. Everybody, they should buy you all ice cream. So get that done. And if you let it drip all over the equipment, there you go. There it is. Look at me. Look at me. I am. If you let the ice cream drip over the equipment, that's also fine. So there's well also, done. There's also a picture of you in the hallway. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get a picture next to that. The one. That yeah, says Tony you do Katz. that. You do, okay. There's actually there is a like four foot by three foot like cartoon uh, image of me in the in the studio, uh, like, like exactly how it should be. I move you over to this story. I don't know, kids, kids in. It's just weird stuff uh, about Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. And I, I have no commentary about Daily Wire. Um, nothing against Daily Wire. I can tell you these things. Every now and again, I utilize it as a source. Uh, I'll, like they'll have a news story that, that, that I'll share. Uh, I don't listen to any of the podcasts there at all. Uh, also, full disclosure, I don't listen to podcasts. Uh, political ones. I, I really don't listen to much because I don't want anybody else's thought in my head. And it creates a, sometimes a bit of a problem because you want to hear um, smart people engaged in smart discussion and like, something to glean from that. It's the reason that you read books. But I don't, I don't follow others in the podcast world. I don't listen to their things. So the extent to which I know Ben Shapiro's podcast or Candace Owens' podcast is zero. 
Uh, ben Shapiro, I, I know from my days in, in California. I've done interviews with him uh, be, before. Uh, always been very, very nice. I don't agree with him on, on, on everything and uh, presentation on everything. What, what does that matter? Candace Owens, I ne- I, I've never met. As a matter of fact, she did a speaking engagement once in the Indianapolis area, and I, w- I, I, I was there, but I would, you know, they had like a line, like a meet and greet kind of thing. You get a picture taken, I wouldn't get in the line. I, would, I had zero interest. And I said at the time to people who were there um, that uh, the, the speech that she gave was, was wholly uninteresting. Because it was about her and it wasn't about subject matter. And I want subject matter. And if I want to, to hear about the inner workings of your personal life, uh, I will uh, read your biography. I have never thought Candace Owens to be a great intellect. I thought Candace Owens had an audience. I thought every now and then Candace Owens could deliver a, a fantastic counterpunch. I'm fine with that. The fact that I'm not either an intended audience or wasn't part of her audience is inconsequential. But she has said some things that I have felt over the years are nutty. Lately, in a conversation regarding Israel and Hamas, she has found herself in a position of not only being a fool, but of being questionable. So it, it, it starts with... Candace Owens in the conversation regarding Israel and Hamas, really taking a side against Israel, so much so that she stated that Muslims in Jerusalem are only allowed to live in the Muslim quarter. It was part of an interview she was doing and was talking about, you know, Israel isn't really a bastion of freedom, I believe that was her words, when you've got Muslims having to live in a Muslim quarter. And the person she was talking to was like, whoa, 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 there, there is a Muslim quarter, but there's also an Armenian quarter when we talk about uh, a Jerusalem. It, it, it's not that only Muslims can live there. That would be like saying in New York, uh, the only place where Chinese people can live is Chinatown. That, she didn't know this. Now, sometimes you don't know things. Sometimes you don't do any research whatsoever and you assume that your convictions are your intellect. That's what populism is. That's what progressivism is. It is not based on an intellectual place, on a place of thought, on a place of theory, on a place of study, but rather based on feelings. I cannot describe to you cannot describe to you how little I think of your feelings on a subject as opposed to the facts of a subject. I'm not saying you can't have your feelings. I'm saying that isn't a, uh, a something that we utilize in determining the, re- the, the reality on the ground. So that was pretty embarrassing for Candace Owens. Candace Owens has continued in a conversation as of late about Israel being the problem and putting out things like, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Wait, is, is she saying she's persecuted and she's righteous? Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Uh, and then it continues. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Finishing up with, you cannot serve both God and money. Oh, I, um, hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that. As somebody pointed out, I don't think passive-aggressive social media posts is what the Bible means by peacemakers. Well, this bit of commentary has led Ben Shapiro to say of Candace Owens, I think her behavior during this, meaning the the attack on Israel by Hamas, has been disgraceful without a doubt. Um, She still works at the company, and quote, I think that her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. Uh, She has uh, not posted a podcast. Why do I bring this up? Well, I I, I think, um, as, as with all of these things, you take people who have large audiences and you take a look at these, these subjects and where these divides are and what the responsibility is to those audiences and a, a split, which may or may not come, um, that, th- there's a lot there. She has a fan base. She built her fan base as part of Turning Point with Charlie Kirk. I met Charlie Kirk once in a passing, shook his hand, said hello. I've spoken to a Turning Point group before, and maybe I, I, I will again. What do I think of Charlie Kirk? I don't really think of Charlie Kirk. He built the thing. I've seen some stuff he does online. Some of it's, I think, well-played. Some of it, I think, is um, histrionics. Some people might say the same about me. I don't know. I just I don't know the dude. Have I listened to his radio show? No, I'm I'm doing a radio show. I haven't. That's how Candace Owens came into into prominence. I know it from a bit of a different angle because people looked at Candace Owens and said, finally, a black conservative woman. That's what that finally we get to show America exactly that that this isn't that this is, of course, possible. and and, And for many of us. We said, um, we, we, we know a lot of black conservative women. Um, that's me knocking on the microphone. Hello? We know a lot. Of, I have black conservative women who fill in for me on radio. Kira Davis, Stacey Washington, before they got too big and too busy, used to fill in for me on radio. What are you even talking about? And then there was this, uh, she, she was like the only one. She wasn't the only one. And so people overlooked a series of things, weird things about her because, oh, look, conservative black woman. Okay, so important. Lift her up. No, you, 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 you lift up people who have thoughts and ideas and theories that match up with conservatism, who make sense, who are interesting, etc. So what happens if there's this split? Does, what, what fight does this mean? I, I, I don't know. It's not my company. I have absolutely no idea. 
What I do know is that there is a desire to intellectualize Israel hate, and you've been watching it everywhere. And as I said this the other day, allow me to say it again today. You think that the hatred comes from the Charlottesville crowd. That's what we're told. The Charlottesville crowd. Jews will not replace us. Those tiki uh, carrying freaks. Yeah, you could argue that they're a problem. But is anybody going to notice that the hate comes from the so-called intellectual set? The push to division in the country comes from the so-called intellectual set? From the college campuses? It isn't coming from the plumber's local. It isn't coming from my HVAC guy. I'm having some construction done on the house. Nobody has said, I ain't going to build for that Jew. That hasn't happened. It is the so-called intellectual set that moves this along and that you see on MSNBC and CNN and other places. Note who it is you're looking at. None of these people are blue collar. None of these people are from Alabama. They love to hate Alabama. They're all from New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and all have nine degrees after their name. They're a fellow of this and a fellow of that and every single one of them seems to think that a terrorist organization is pretty dang cool. And now do I have Candace Owens saying, well, you don't understand exactly how, how, uh, how, how this all works, what Israel's doing behind the scenes. I know, I've got the inside knowledge. Oh, okay. Okay. Pretty sure this is just about survival and one group wanting another group of people dead. Hamas wants Jews dead and the Jews in Israel just want to be left alone. These are the, these are the two things. So if Ben and Candace decide to part ways, I got to assume eventually that's going to happen. People part ways. What does it say about conservatism? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing. But will it say something about where people go to as a trusted source? And once you have the trust, how easy it might very well be to manipulate. And are we asking ourselves if that's what's happening? You want to find that Hamas somehow has a, an argument to make? Ooh, that's a, that's a pretty ugly scene there, Candace Owens. Israel's the problem? I can't, I can't be down with that one, and there is no data on that one. What happens with these two? I don't know. What happens with their business? I don't know. Ain't my business. I wish them all the best. But fractures happen and splits happen. The truth, however, that continues to be. The honest dialogue has to continue to be. And yes, sometimes you got to cut bait when somebody is not rowing in the same direction on the most basic of facts. I'm Tony Katz.
The USS Thomas Hudner, which is there in the Red Sea, shooting down a drone from Yemen. This just being reported. We're talking about an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer is is the Hudner. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Defense officials saying the drone was shot down in self-defense. The drone was heading towards uh, the Hudner. Um, This isn't the first time we've seen uh, drones coming from Yemen. Of course, you have Iran backing the Houthi rebels. H-O-U-T-H-I, pronounced Houthi. The Houthi rebels. Uh, They're in a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. You've got um, the uh, press secretary, the Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary, Sabrina Singh, being asked about this. Is the lack of response by the U.S. military inviting more actions, aggressive actions, by the Houthis? Uh, The Pentagon saying, I wouldn't say it's inviting more aggression or further response from the Houthis. We've seen the Houthis do this before. Um, Hmm... The Houthis have been have been shooting drones or pushing drones towards U.S. destroyers. Well, how long has that been going on? This is Tony Katz today.